This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Pitching coach Tommy Hottavy of the Cubs wearing the blue pullover. Tommy Hottavy, pitching coach for the Chicago Cubs. You're transitioning from being a player to kind of getting into baseball. You take an online class, was it, at Boston U, Sabermetrics 101? Yeah. I was a finance major in college and I had an economics minor. A lot of it was to, I'm going to refresh all my econ knowledge and I'm going to do it in a baseball course. It's like one of the best things ever. There's just a lot of trust there with Tommy. We know he's such a hard worker. He puts in all the hours and really, really knows what he's talking about when it comes to pitching. Tommy Hottavy breaking down the starting rotation and bullpen on the north side with Mully and Hall. I'm here for one reason. I want to help these guys get better, and we want to win baseball games. Tommy Hottavy on 670 The Score. score. Tommy. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We love talking to Tommy Hottavy and The Score. Hotline is presented by Alpamani Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APFord.com. Tommy, good morning. How are you? Morning, Tommy. Good good morning, gentlemen. Good to hear you. Well, you I got to tell you, it, you know what's great is you know us. You're not, you don't have to meet us for the first time. You must be getting weary of walking around kind of shaking hands and getting to know your pitching staff. <laughs> it's, it's a weird – it's a lot of elbow bumps and fist bumps. And, uh, you know, when you have – so many people in camp like we did this year too and you know there's a lot of new faces and everybody's wearing masks so like you kind of get to know person by the the top half of their face and then and then once you do that they all go outside and they have hats on and no masks so you kind of relearn everybody but no it's been fun it's been fun to get to know some guys down here and it's been a good first week so Tommy in the offseason obviously the Cubs trade Darvish John Lester and Jose Quintana leave a lot of institutional knowledge walks out the clubhouse door, and I would think that it changes your job or it changes maybe some of the the things that you have to worry about this spring that maybe you didn't have to worry about before just because of those new faces, because of the the new arms and maybe different approaches. How has it changed your job description if it has? Well, just there's a lot of of getting to know guys. You know, there's been a lot of equity built up with – you know, with like the names you, you mentioned, John and Q and, and obviously Darvish, you build up that equity over time and, and then you're able to make changes a little bit quicker and, and implement things a little bit faster. So it, it's really important to get to know guys, um, especially this first week, get to know what makes them tick. You know, we're, we're obviously going to push guys and, and kind of help them see some, some ways that we can help them make some adjustments or, or kind of, you know, fine tune um, their craft a little bit. But but you have to build that equity. You have to build that trust. And, and, and it doesn't happen overnight. And luckily, we've had some success, and we've had guys that will, I don't know, like sing the praises of the work that our you know, pitching infrastructure does. But still, like, you know, with all that being said, it, it does take time to build that equity and that trust, and, and that's what we're kind of working toward every day. You know, we keep hearing when we talk about your starting staff that um, – that it's more of a kind of a contact-oriented pitching staff, that you guys are, are, um, are not going to be just uh, trying to get strikeouts. You're going to rely on your defense more, and, and uh, it, that's, that's pretty much um, a, a standard thing as you go from starter to starter. Is that an oversimplification? Is that um, a, a, a fairly obvious thought? 
Yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I've I've felt even when we had you know Darvish and and John and and Peak Jake Arrieta and and a lot of these guys have come through here. I I've still felt like we've been kind of a pitch to contact oriented pitching staff. You know, we we value outs. You know, bottom line and. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways to get out to the major league level. And, and we have a, a, um, a team that won the team gold glove last year. So, you know, we have a, a strength in our organization is, is the way we can play defense and the way we can position and do those things. And, and so we're absolutely going to take advantage of it. And if that allows us to, to get pitchers that are a little bit more contact-oriented, then, you know, we're going to take advantage of – the, the great players we have behind us. But, you know, we, we understand there's, the, the t- there's right times to attack, swing, and miss. There's also right times to pitch to weak contact. And, and it's just the balance between all that. We feel confident with the guys that we have that can kind of do both. Tommy, as much fun as it's been to see Jake Arrieta kind of be your assistant pitching coach and work with the young pitchers like <laughs> Alzali and others, you know, he's here to win games. He's here to be – the guy that is as good as in that rotation as, as anybody, any veteran, um, what's realistic to expect from Jake Arrieta and how different of a pitcher is he now than the last time Cubs fans saw him wearing number 49? Well, I mean, it's, it's going to be different in the fact that, you know, we were extremely lucky to see peak Jake Arrieta, who was at the time, arguably the best pitcher in baseball, you know, for that, for a three year stretch there. And, and, you know, I think there's a lot of really exciting things to look forward to with Jake. I think to put the pressure on him to be that same guy, I think is unrealistic just because it's, it's been, you know, four or five years from, from those, um, you know, those crazy seasons that you put together. So, but, but what you get with Jake is, a guy who comes to work every single day, a guy who, who knows what he needs to do to be successful. Um, we're getting back to the basics with a lot of things that he felt like he kind of got either got derailed um, by injuries over the last few years or just lost focus on and, and kind of wants to get back to some of the basics. And, and look, like he's a guy that's going to just go out there every fifth day and give you everything he has. And, and as a group, as an organization – that that's that's what matters. The the players behind him love playing to him because the ball moves all over the place. There's a lot of weak contact. There's, you know, he attacks a strike zone, and I think there's a lot of good things to look forward to Jake this year. And you mentioned just that leadership and and kind of taking guys like Albert Azalai under his wing. And like, I put those guys in his group for a reason. You know, these guys we're fortunate to have Kyle Hendricks and Arietta. You know, two guys that you really want to to model, you know, people after in terms of their work ethic, their what they what they do, you know, going into the season, what they do going into each start, and, and all that. So it's it's really cool to see those relationships start to form, and some of these veteran guys are really starting to um, set. I mean, they set amazing examples, but really starting to take these guys under their wing and and show them what it takes to to pitch in the big leagues for a long time. You know, we know Jake, and we know what he was once was. We know Kyle Hendricks, and he's still Kyle Hendricks. We we kind of know Elsley Mills, but we don't know Zach Davies, and we don't know Trevor Williams. What have you learned with them? What they like to do? How have you incorporated them into what uh, what you know about them? Well, I mean, you know, Zach Davies. It's easy, you know, to see a lot of the same comparisons to Kyle Hendricks. 
just with right. the stuff and, and the velocity and, and, and even his, you know, history of putting up consistent innings and, and being a strike thrower and all those things. But it's, it's unique because they are different. They have different mechanics. Um, you know, Davies really pitches a lot off the two and four. Um, I'm sorry, the two seam and, and the changeup. And, you know, Kyle's been mixing the, the four seam a little bit more and pitching up in the zone a little bit more the two. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of similarities, but there's also a lot of differences in how we can kind of match up what each one does really well. Um, he's about as even keel a guy that I've ever seen. Um, you know, just talking to him, you get the vibe that he's unfazed with a lot of different things. And, and guys that throw, you know, with that with that low velocity, you better have you know a low a low heartbeat like Kyle. You know they just it's really similar demeanor. They they're you know they work hard, they're business like, and just go out there and compete. And it's fun to watch you know get to know him and watch him. Um, you know, and Trevor Williams is a is a little bit unique and just you know he's had he had an elite year you know back in 2018. Um, kind of got away from some stuff in 19, and it felt like you know a lot of guys did last year that they just didn't get comfortable with the start and the stop and then start back up again. And, and he was fighting some things mechanically, really unique um, arm slot. You know, the way he, he gets down the mound, a lot of extension, low slot. So he can kind of play from a, a different angle than a lot of other pitchers do. You'll see like Arietta is so tall and upright. And, you know, when he's right, he's over the top. And, and I think Trevor's a little bit different. So he can kind of create some different angles that maybe some of our pitchers don't don't have or or don't get to exploit just with the way he naturally throws and we're just kind of refining some things for him continuing to work on his repertoire but also just getting him back to where he feels like he's himself mechanically um but yeah it's it's a fun it's a fun group with the names you mentioned earlier with you know with Milsey and and Ab- and advert you know it's it's a good group of guys that are working hard and feeding off each other and gonna, gonna push each other all spring Tommy, before we let you go quickly, how was your off season? We know we haven't talked to you in a while, and you probably enjoyed all but Super Bowl Sunday. I think <laughs> that's uh, that was literally what I was going to say. Uh, other than one day, it was a pretty pretty good off season. Um, it was busy, you know. It, I tell people you know, for all the quote unquote inactivity that it felt like, you know, through most of the winter, like we're we're constantly, you know, evaluating players on the phone with players, trying to you know, make, make the right decisions for our organization. And, and it, we probably evaluated, I was telling you, we probably evaluated and talked to more guys this off season, trying to, to find the best fits for what we're trying to do here. And, and it was good. It, the collaboration between, you know, like Breslow and the front office and what we want to do on the pitching side and what we're able to accomplish. I think, I think we're, we feel good about we were heading in 21 in a lot of different areas throughout the organization on the pitching side. So it was fun. It was, it was a good offseason. Tommy, thanks a ton. Great catching up with you. It's really just the greatest time of year when, when there's hope in the air and baseball coming back. It's just beautiful. Thanks, Tommy. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.